Welcome to Gwydion's Astral Podcast. Today, we'll be featuring the poetry of John Dan Reeb. John Dan Reeb had only one son. He is my father. He is also the father of Edward Reeb. There are, in any given problematical situation, almost always those who look at things as entirely white or entirely black or in varying shades of gray. This is just fine until somebody comes in and spreads green all over the place. Handwritten, date unknown. Based on handwriting, I'm guessing 1959. This one's a ballpoint pen, though. Old paper, typing paper. Bavaria is a proud land. Beyond the black forest trees, and the flower boo houses, and the Alps of Birchdesjaden, the people and their windows pictured saints, transcend beyond fresco illusion, old couples walking two and two along black forest highways where no cattle graze past park-like fields, and the farmyards clean as few in the hot sun, empty of roosters. Then there is the rolling grassland above Munich of the ancient church and Hatbrow. The barns, like ancient cattles, stand sedated over summer green grass. Estimated 1959. That was when he traveled the world. One side of it overheard. What? You mean to say that you think mysticism is out of it? Oh. Oh, really? That so? My mysticism is strictly out of it? Oh, well, that's interesting. Why? You mean that's... Well, I'm not like the others. That's why? Yes. Well, you mediocre, milk-livered, candy-ass chicken shit. It's a free country, isn't it? Oh. Well, then you didn't... Then you really don't understand what I'm trying to prove. That's a hell of a base upon which to make presumptions. I mean, hell, who are you? God or the Pope or... Mary Baker Cabrini reincarnated? That you and only you can make presumptions based upon ignorance? Hell, I figure if you do, I got my rights too. Because for some mysterious reason, I just ain't sure about you being God. No, sorry, you haven't convinced me. Really, you haven't. And I doubt you ever will. Because, see, when I get out there under the moon, out there alone with the dinosaur and the rhino and the bearded Indian chief with the Bedouin along the shark's vain destiny of the earth, and all is quiet but our soul shrieks victorious against the resounding sky, and the ghost birds greet us and ask us to join them, and we do in our voices answers, when I get out there along the deep river of endless lives I've lived, and the Bedouin is there, and he's lived them too, I know that God ain't you, so that's about it, I guess. Anything else on your mind? Huh, shithead? That one's fun. We are dead, said the voice with the handlebar eyes leaning on its elbows on the bar of time. 
God damn it, give me another beer, said the old lady, sitting next to him, with Mary Baker Eddy eyes that had lost their powers to heek anything but the minutest headaches. And hurry up with the Alcacesser chaser! Suddenly, as if from nowhere, a fat polar bear walked in with a handbag on its arm and asked for a toothpick. What is your name? the queer bartender said. Jesus H. Christ of Russia, the bear said. Oh, handlebars joined in. Do you sell subscriptions? To what? the polar bear asked, reaching into his handbag to pull out a paper and pencil. I don't know. I, I just don't know anymore. Yes, the bear said. We sell subscriptions to that. And how many do you want? God damn it, I forgot to oil my wheelchair, the ancient sarcophagus whined unmercifully. Oh, I don't see it now, the bear commented. Of course you don't, you silly Sunday school superintendent. It squeaked so badly that I had to walk down here on my stumps, which didn't hurt so badly because I wore my riding boots. At least I'm glad to hear that. Really? Why? That was typed in a red ink. It's really thin paper. I think a lot of this stuff is from... It's got to be 59. I, I don't know. It's just an estimation. I'm really looking for is one called The Sea. But there's a bunch of others. I'm, I've never even read these before. The ones I'm reading for the first time as I read them to you. Here's one. I don't know if I read it. Absolute silence engulfs the broken pines and mud-bound shores of afternoon. The sun shines and there is no whine of wind through the river grass. Insects like ice boats on a sea of emerald glass shoot across the river calms in spontaneous bursts. But the river runs deep, deep rivers, the broken river, the harbinger of night winds and currents of unknown time. On top, all is quiet, but in the crevices of sediment and rocks, and broken muskets and ruined arrowheads, the current runs to other ruins, other currents, other rocks, other muskets and broken arrowheads, snagged in the roots of ancient trees, the sun shines and there is no whine of wind through the river grass, but on the shore between the blades and roots of river grass, a night owl lies devoured by his own guts and the earthquake wonderment of time. Yet look one time, one time at the pine, look one time at the pine forever standing, look at the ancient falcon devouring a snake in the tree. John Dan Reeb. Shall we delve into the dress regulation skies of middle-class stagnation? Dark are the shadows of the mighty ones on the turnpike. Fat are their imperials, and fat are their heads. Naked to the sky, they bear their haunch pompousness in the form of traveler's checks, and and mistrustings of Victorian conservatism, freshly risen from the dead. Ghostly Fandango Foxtrot, World War I monger. Isolationism refusing to isolate itself. Long live the W.O.R.B. We sat one day in a soda fountain in Mecca, and talked of other soda fountains and other Meccas and drunk Mexicans, and we decided that there was a suitcase 
of the mind. Wherein all garbage was put to be cast aside, some people try to chop up their relatives and put them in trunks, casting them into the sea. But the suitcase of the mind, the suitcase of the mind, the suitcase of the mind, holds them all fat and goldfish bold, to the pencil on earlobe bald-headed analyst who spent all his life reading books and being analyzed, and analyzing why he was being analyzed, and drawing money from endorsing cigarettes in the early forties, and condemning them in the fifties for love of being one of the boys, and they stand as hawk-nosed hucksters on the disgrace sand of id, where all hot rods leave and none return, but the eye of all is one that walks light into dark places like the crashing sailboat of dawn. And one will rise to be all, and all will rise to be one, in the day of no hangovers, in the morning without a sun, in the world without a sky, without air, without sight, without worry, without care. The now ocean perceives us. Do we dare? Do we dare to walk the angry sea of the mind? Do we dare to tell the skies to fall, to their thunderings at all? The forest rise from their hungry deserts and night to drink? Or shall we hide ourselves behind library fines and rules and regulations and mimeographed frustrations and midnight scroggies and no coffee in the tea? Shall we huddle in the neckties of conformity to house ball with the gutless I-want-to-be-liked determination just to go out for ball? Shall we blast ourselves? Shall we kick ourselves? Shall we limit our sense of transportation by neglecting it to those we delegate, by delegating it to those who delegate it to the others to the tune of no-car privileges for you, buddy? Or shall we wake up and live right? I used to bolt my food when I was younger. People said I didn't know any better, but the fact is that I did know better, and that was what made it fun. Then the green years passed. Wars fell as dark lead curtains on the fried egg sky. Didn't eat the darkness, or the horse jukeboxes of isolation politics, the hot ranchero drive-in passion pits of early youth, the naked microphones of psychosis radioed unveiled to the Bank of America creditors, and their slap-in-the-face IBM cards of I wish I hadn't, dark in the alleys of this one-time bar-flied life images, lake forest and the bubble of spring, happy, happy, happy everything, Black Lincolns and their Sunday go-to-meeting flat tires, gardeners spraying tombstones with the tears of summer. Paid for by the Chicago waterworks and tombstones in the glory of hose. Then, too, we walked down boardwalk one fine day, and middle-class buzzards wore sunglasses as they stared at adolescent sharks in their roadster caps, hanging for sale in the open air, Self-righteous fatness in the Sunday black middle-class hat-veiled fashion hats, with all spank-you-graciousness served on the side, gone to Cactus, gone to Palm Springs, gone to Hell, gone to Brooklyn, dreaming that she is near the maiden-form bra of the mild. Empty fire-trucks, dirt-road bouncing to the early morning undershirt-cha-cha of fire-drill. Scream-crying voices yelling, Hey, you guys, to other scream-cryy voices yelling, Hey, you guys. 
yelling extra, extra on Sunset and Vine to new red and yellow crocus just picked up from their gas stations, shimmering and hot-to-go cafeteria line, USA satellite launching hunches and milk toast lunches and I pan a toothpaste malts gone where? Twelve nights has the ocean to dawn immortal waves, and it pauses to reflect the silver of one moment's moonlight, just as ever. And the night is crimson satin, where once the stars walked, and wheat shafts grow in the nowhere sky, as if from seeds to tantalize the mind. Loft are the sea-snakes, alone these seas of time have seen them, with Coleridge as witness and the land he walks has forgotten. For men are as sheep that graze in might-be pastures, until the about-to-happen river of their forgetfulness beckons their delay. They never eat again. Mm -hmm.